You're listening to Boys Don't Cry with Russell Kane, brought to you by Joe. Hello, welcome to Boys Don't Cry from Joe with me, Russell Kane. This is the show where I force men to talk about the things girls are always nagging us to talk about. Why don't men talk about their feelings? I wish men would talk about stuff more. After an hour of this, girls, you will not be wishing to hear it anymore. You'll be like, please shut up, I didn't want to know that. Anyway, that's what we do every week. We take those topics that we wish men discussed more, and we do exactly that. But we always drift into second-guessing what girls think as well, which is why we have the important role of the lady auditor on the panel. Which I, everyone's asking me to change that name, and I refuse to. Who makes sure we're not talking utter shite? And my lady auditor this week is comedian Kelly Convey. Welcome, Kelly. Thanks, babes. I like the auditor role. Thank yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm happy with it, mate. Yeah. Um, the comedians are Ali Official. I don't think that's your real name, Official, is it? It is indeed. Is it? Yeah. Your surname's Official. Changed it on my passport. Have you? No. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then Tom Ward. Hello. Official What's name, it? real name, Tom. Yeah. It's also quite an official sounding word, though, isn't it? Like a ward, someone who takes care of you. Yeah, yeah. If you saw solid. our official ward together, you'd be like, I'm definitely going somewhere. We should, we should talk. Yeah, no yeah. mucking around. <laughs> so I always, I always start off by just commenting generally on what the podcast is about in case it's the first one you've ever come to. And I always head off at the past, the criticism, oh, girl, men, it's always been about men since the dawn of time. We should be talking about girl. It's the time for ladies, right? Not disputing that, there's things that need fixing. And as I said last week, I'll say it again. What's going on with girls is this. Things are wrong, but at least they know how they would like them to be. You ask a girl, how do you wish it was? She's probably got an answer for you. Most blokes don't have an answer. It's not that we're... We're not silenced, gentlemen. We no longer have a clue. Aggressive, non-aggressive, hairy, non-hairy... Are we supposed to cheat but suddenly be faithful but it's a turn on that we used to cheat? I mean, I'm so confused that I got a podcast commissioned for 12 eps with Joe. Personally, for me, I do have the luxury of I work in the evenings because I'm a stand-up and I'm at home all day, but I actually do really enjoy the homemaking side of things and I just personally think that I think it's crazy that we prioritise being able to do a pivot table and spreadsheets and take meetings over raising a family and being a homemaker. I think it's, uh, I think it's insane. So, so do you think there's almost become like a, a stigma against a woman that wants to be a little bit... Is the word yeah, traditional that's the wrong my word? issue. I think that the stigma of, like, wanting that, of wanting children, of wanting that life is far outweighed than, oh, if I'm a businesswoman, if I'm a career woman, then I'm more successful than a woman that says, do you know what, I just want to have some kids, I want to raise a family, I want yeah. to see them grow up, I want to do it, I want to stay at home, do some finger painting. shouldn't be shaming that. But at the same time, gentlemen, you have to admit, if one of you two went, well, I feel that way, I don't want a career, I want to stay at home, it's almost like, it's a combination of either you're not a real man or worse... Mm. You're more of a man with a little angelic halo because you want to <laughs> look after your boat. It's never neutral in the middle. It's never, well, yeah, fine, do it as a bloke. Would you find that a yeah. weird... In the current climate, I almost don't know what the right opinion is to have. <laughs> I, I almost feel like I need this filter to, like, test my opinion before I actually have it. This is the filter, dude. Throw yeah, it out I, this is why I came on here, man, to, like, form some new opinions. But, um, but you probably know, like, different blokes to me. You were just telling me before we started recording you you perform on a different circuit to me, so you probably have a different experience of masculinity. I grew up in Devon, right? So then I moved to London, but being South Asian Muslim, I was, like, the only brown kid in all my years of primary school, high school and college. And I think from the get-go, I was used to 
being different. I was used to having to constantly like tell my story and why is this and why does your mum wear that and da da da. Yeah. You know, so and then you come to London and then it's like, oh, you're from Devon. Like, what's that like? And so you never, <laughs> you never really like fit. That is Where funny. do I belong? Yeah, but are you then, Muslim? You're from Devon. <laughs> Devon, what the fuck? Get out of London, bro. This is for shortage people, people of faith and colour. Get back to Devon where you belong, you clotted cream eating bastard. <laughs> Literally the story of my life. But I think once. It makes for a good comic, though, always feeling like an outsider. But like, so I'm 25 now, so I'm still like learning things, still like feeling things. But as a man, I remember the time where having a beard was not cool. No. And now if you don't have a beard, like, it's not cool. I oh, know. So, like, I remember one of the first things, you know... Friends Although, can I, can I just say, shaving is also cool, and our, our sponsor has very kindly paid for today's show. <laughs> 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 spawn for the sponsor. <laughs> um, but, but, no, I, I, I think for me, as a man, that was, like, I always associated a beard with masculinity, right? Right. But... Meet my auntie then. <laughs> <laughs> but but ex- ex- expressing how I feel, that was always like, I don't know, that was always weird. I don't actually know where blokes are on that. Can I stand up and go, I aspire simply to stay at home? It's got like a kind of, I want extra brownie points because I'm a man type. Depends. Tact- tact- if you say it like that, then maybe, yeah. But if you just, if it's an authentic position. Well, how do other blokes view it then? Honestly. Well, well, let them think what they want. I mean, your, your friendship circle is going to reflect who you are, isn't yeah. it? And all my male friends, I've never met a bloke who says, you know, I want to have kids. Well, occasionally you'll meet a guy, some wholesome guy, who's mm. like, you know, one day I want to have a family and settle down. Yeah. I, most of my friends never will mention kids, 30s, 40s. It's not even a consideration that they'd want to have kids. Most of the time yeah. I think it's driven by the female body. Is it bad to want to be wholesome? I don't think it's bad at all. I just think it's, it isn't like that. Most of the time, it's just the woman wants a kid. Yeah, so because she's oh, thirty-one. By the way, we're not even on the first topic. Though this is just this is the opening band. Of this. We've gone deep already. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I the, did. Sorry. The, the, no, I was going to say the way I describe it, Kelly. I've, I've been writing about this, and I also did it in my last. I don't know if you saw the last show I toured. Is that it's really weird. So you have this absurd position when your missus is up with that, like I've just had, of being totally emotionally involved with something that you have nothing to do with on a physical level. There's not many things like that you can think of. You feel like a fraud, like a shit assistant manager stood at the side, got any jobs for me? Mm. It's the it's a really conflicting position. And I know women have all kinds of conflicting positions to their own bump, but at least you know what the fucking fascist dictators say you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> we have no guidelines. Well, I think um, my friend was saying the other day how her, she just got a new neighbour and he was the stay-at-home parent and the wife was the lawyer and I'm really on it my instant reaction was like what the fuck are you talking about like yeah. and and but then I was like oh that's really nice I think that it's not the norm but like, as Tom said you know I think that things that aren't the norm are normal to the people that are doing them yeah, yeah. if that makes sense you know if you're if you're happy in your environment you're empowered enough for your woman to go out and earn that's fine. Yeah. I mean, if if it's the other way around, it's fine. The issue that we have in society, which is going to sound so profound a statement, but I think the issue that we have at the moment with social media where everyone can have an opinion so widely spread is that everyone is judging everyone else and not actually concentrating on what they're doing with their own lives. So I think true. that everyone so is so concerned and so ready to me. comment on other situations that they're not even focusing on what they're doing. 
I just feel that when I voice this opinion, particularly in my job as a comedian on stage, you can see I've had, you know, girls go, you know, and I say, I just want to stay at home and making sandwiches and do his ironing. I just love it. You know, I mean, I get the luxury of doing that because I do have my evening job. But there are girls that are horrified by it. Why? Mm. It's not their husband. It's not their... Uh, I'm jumping the gun. You haven't even asked me yet. Calls back, sister. Yeah. Right, I think, I think that we could go on all day with this. It's probably a topic well, we could do over a whole episode, but there's something I want to talk about this week on Boys Don't Cry, and that is singledom. Being mm. single, the male experience of it, because my opinion and my experience of it is this. Men talk a good talk. They talk a very different talk. Most women you speak to, you don't get me wrong, some of my more enlightened female friends go, do you know, I enjoy being single. It's my time to discover who I am in my own space. It's always like, <laughs> that's about as positive as it gets. Most of my female friends are really thinking, I just want to meet someone. I just want to meet someone. My eggs are calling. Uh, <laughs> Whereas, on most of my male friends, 90% of the time, fuck you, best three years of my life, I was banging anything that moved, there was a hole in the wall, stuck my dick in it, <laughs> and carried on with my day, really banging, banging like a tribal chief at a drum, bang, bang, buggity, bang, bang, bang. Then I was single and discovered the truth of it, which is it's fun for about six months, and then you sort of fall asleep, masturbating into a sock with a biryani carton at your feet. <laughs> So I just wondered, is that just me who loves relationships and, and being in love? What is the real experience of being single? What's everyone's experience of it? Tom, I, single, I, you, you I, in a relationship? I'm in a complicated relationship that never began and never will end. I've been with her on and off for four years. Wow. And then every time we break up, I cry a lot for several months. She's not your agent, is it? That really no, was not my agent. <laughs> and, uh, and then, on, but she keeps 15% of your heart. Gets, <laughs> yeah, plus 3% for that. <laughs> yeah, go on, sorry, mate. And then I miss her and then we get back together. But there's a period of time, there was this three months this year, which I fucking loved. I was single and I was cool with it. You know that thing of when you're not, when you haven't got someone, your ego doesn't feel as powerful. Yeah. You know, it's obviously an ego boost to have a pretty girl on your arm. Yeah. And if you haven't, who are you now? Do you know what I mean? It's like, am I strong without someone? Am I strong and cool and feeling good and feeling confident at a deeper level? Let's test this out. Let's see how long this can go. Yeah. And I had about three months of absolutely loving it. And then it all just became very tragic. And I just found myself sort of just hanging around, looking at couples going past and just sort of, yeah, I think for a bit I'm good, and then I feel I miss it. It's better. I just associate falling in love with just, like, letting go, getting pissed, <sighs> shagging in side streets. Do you know falling what I mean? in love, shagging in side streets. Doing street. all the fun stuff. Mate. Like I'm a better version of myself. Do you know what I mean? More carefree. I'm, I'm interested in what, what you mean by shagging in side streets as an expression of love and being a better <laughs> person. Was that a metaphor it's for like spontan- sex? Spontaneity, you know. You know, yeah. when you're getting together with someone, you just... We're always... being arrested, but I love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've probably ruined the dinner in Pizza Express as I was entering you as their doughballs turned up. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> they looked through the window and they saw our love. Oh, yeah. it was doughballs deep. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, you a single man? I'm single. Is there, a, is there a Mrs. Official? I'm single, but... Well, here's where's my head at. Two of my best mates got married last week. Not to each other. Not to each other. <laughs> uh, didn't see that coming, did didn't you? Didn't see that coming. <laughs> and, and then literally on Wednesday, another one of my closest mates is getting married. I oh, know, you're feeling the pressure. That affects me. Usually, like, I'm like, career, work, da, Affects da, 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 you da. how? Like, I'm being left behind or affects you how? Like, I've yeah. lost my bros. That. No, uh, that too. But the insecurity 
Right, aspect. that's interesting. Like, mm. You're like, right. That is pretty intense so, feeling about it. You're so, 25. I didn't know you were that young. I yeah, just, so I, I, I'm 25, but in my culture, like 24, 25 for a guy is pretty standard. You'd be retired by now, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm a village right. elder. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, I don't know. That I feel some type of way about that. Like, am I focusing too much on career? Should I be married as well? Can I mix to both? And then, like, there's no forum to have these conversations with. When I, when I see my friends, I'm like, oh, yeah, congrats, man. Like, do you. But then, like... When you're in bed thinking, damn, like, should I start looking? And then I've got the whole variable of my mum as well. Like, hey, I should start looking for you, this and that. I'm like, no, nah, mum, I need more time. Why do you need more time? I don't even know why. Like, those messy thoughts do yeah. kind of sporadically. I think that's quite interesting that you said, you know, when you're lying in bed and you're thinking, oh, maybe I should be. And I think that's the difference between guys and girls is that when I was single, I mean, we'd end up... Me and my mate, we just we used to call it going on a dick hunt, and um, <laughs> we used to go to bars and, funnily enough, never pull anyone because what we're doing is sitting there looking desperately around. We're not talking to each other. We're on mm. Tinder on our phones. We're trying to you get might, someone, you and might it have just a bit professional if you don't mind me talking. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was quite desperate. But girls are very open. <laughs> I'm just going to skip Hello, across we're very that. Sexually ava- we're very sexually available and sat at yeah. the bar with our phones. Yeah, it was. It was kind of. Um, I think girls are very open to sitting there and talking about going oh my god I'm so lonely I want to be with someone I I don't think guys are that ready to say it out loud and I think that if you're down the pub and you know you're with your mates it's going to be like oh fucking ball and chain oh god you know and actually you're on the phone to her outside yeah baby I'll be home in a minute I love you I love you so much but you know and I think that it's the more you know the loneliness and admitting that the single dim is actually quite a hard part of being a man you know so I've got I've got a question I I think I know how this works with girls because I see them being pestered a lot of the time but when you're single Tom how would you go around finding a girl what would be if you were single tomorrow and decided, right, it's time to go on a... I'm not right. going to try and translate... I'm not going to translate Dick Hunt because it'd be too offensive. Oh, you, you fancy a tour of duty in Vajganistan. Let's call it that. <laughs> pussy patrol. Yeah, yeah, pussy patrol's probably less risky. Let's use softer language around it. Yeah. No, but but what's your technique? I mean, with what we do for a living, it's so creepy to it. Like, but post Harvey Weinstein to hang around at a gig, you can't... Like, I met my wife, she was in the front row of my gig, which yeah. only four years ago was fine. Now, I would be on the front of the Daily Mail and in prison. <laughs> yeah. a power, a man in a position of power, leered over the quivering female holding her ticket in the front row before bundling her to the aisle and marrying her aggressively. The rapist, 10 years. That yeah. would be me now. It's time. How would you meet a girl? I don't have a smartphone. So what would you do? Just go outside. Hello! <laughs> I'm ready again! <laughs> what would you do, bars, club? I mean, what? I do, I do, I like going clubbing, but... I don't know, I haven't had a... When we were broken up, I didn't really meet anyone. I was just... I think I am losing interest in all of it, but I'm too young for that. You're supposed to lose interest when you're, like, 60, but I'm 36. Right. So I'm, just, oh, yeah. I'm thinking of, like, 36, mate. quitting all of it. I think I've done enough. What do you mean, quitting relationships? All of it. Like, literally just mean? being a weird guy who lives alone, does oh, stand-up. Like Cliff Richard. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, I'm, no, I meant, like, a, asexual. Yeah, yeah, I think... I think I'm. I genuinely so feel like, like a Ken the volume is going down on it. I just there was a time like when really? I was 25. Man, I couldn't even be here. I'd be out looking. Hey, mm. 
I'll be out on the prowl. Under 25, so bad. Like anything can turn you on. Like you see a daffodil, you're like, oh, you flowery slut. Oh, I need to go home to wank again. <laughs> Try being a 30 year old woman. That's and what, say you're is it really getting really loud? Oh, here we go. My wife's 30. That explains the life I'm having at the oh, moment. Yeah. She's chasing me around the house all yeah, the time. Yeah, what yeah, what you age did you get? <laughs> I got married four years ago. So I was 38, 38, I think. I don't know. 30, oh, yeah. 42 now. You don't know 42. I oh, know, mate. It's mental, isn't it? I'm with a 30 year old woman. Peter. <laughs> So, uh, Ali, uh, what do you do about when you're single? How do you look for girls? I mean, I don't, I think, know, you, I don't I'm, know how conservative you are. I don't know well, how much of a player spelt with an A you are. Do you, go, <laughs> do you go girl hunting? Do you go crumpet hunting? Do you head to the Warburton's factory for a toasting? I mean, I'm, su- I'm, I'm, I'm surprised the topics of sliding into the DMs has not popped up yet. Yeah, but do, like, you, do you slide into the DMs? That's the millennial. But I'm a f- like, again, I'm a f- like, screenshot culture is real. So, like, I don't yes. know if I may ask something innocently and that might... You know, on, like, on text, there's no yeah. tonality. I meant show us your blue tip birds. That's what uh, I meant. <laughs> <laughs> and your garden nested. <laughs> no, but, like, I, I, think, I think online chat happens, but in person, nah. You're not I, a data then? You're not a... Not at the moment. Like, I'm just so career-focused. But, but I am... I am I am second guessing myself. But like, what's your what's your phone? I don't know anything about your religious persuasions. I, I know what religion you are, but I don't, you know just that, the think, continuum is like that. Sure. So could, if, could you say to your mum, "Yeah, I'm taking a girl out. It's nothing serious." My, I, so it's at that stage where my mum's like, "If you have someone, tell me, we'll get you lot married." So in my culture, obviously, like it's like if you've got someone, you just get married. You don't do the whole wow. like sleep. So she she would be disappointed then. Uh, yeah. If you yeah. like, this is Becky, she's a really nice girl. <laughs> yeah, marry her, then bring her home. <laughs> that, 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 that's, the, that's the standard. But, like, right now, but marriage is a big deal. I mean, I'm sure when you got married, like, the whole hey, career, like... It's, it's a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's, it's a weird place. But my mum's literally told me, if you, like, find someone. Because I ain't going to find anyone in Devon for you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, you're in London there right now. There must be so much doing. pressure as well. It's almost like, you know, <laughs> because the thought of actually meeting someone, you'd probably have to hide it from your mum for a bit before, because if she found out, then she'd be pressuring you yeah. to marry that I, person. I, I, and... I've heard of stories where, like, men have literally, like, first come out as gay to their parents. <sighs> Just so they're so shocked. <laughs> then they're like, actually, okay, I'll marry this particular girl. They're like, okay, okay, okay. To buy some time. Wow, Just to, to, you know to bring it yeah. to like the really, Are they really gay or not? Or no, but that's their methodology to accept well, so they pretend it, So pretending to be gay is better than Shock dating. value. Right, and and that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. I mean, but, like, it, it's, it's a very, like... Like, think how dark that is. So you let him off a firework in the garden so you can sneak in the front door. I mean, it's true. <laughs> no. but, 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 but then, like, you know. Over here. <laughs> no, I really like Liza Minnelli. Not really. I like Debbie from the pub. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Wow. Man, that, I don't think a lot of people would have known that. Eh? That's a good little factoid. That. That's a clever, yeah. clever tip. But it, it says something about, I mean, you know, like the whole mixed race marriage is still yeah. a big thing like i think just for the sake of convenience i so i'm bangladeshi right i'd probably marry a bengali girl because of like food and language and traditions and cultural norms like i think for for us the parents are like put at a pedestal right like more than normal yeah. so for me like if i were to find a girl she'd have to a understand my world b understand my career and c get on with my parents yeah. like that's a big thing and then my mum is telling me to find that girl and then I'm so busy like da 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 da, da. so it's all this question I, uh, my friend my, my Muslim friend uh, Ishan um, he said Ishan that Akbar yes hey, um, but he says that there's a Muslim Tinder called Minda 
That's not true. Uh, he's yeah, in the shop. There is, there is. There is. There's, there's, there's a lot of Tinder called Minda. Do you know what? There's a whole oh bunch of them. Oh my god! Hold on a second. There's a whole bunch of them. Let's there's get this whole... clean. This is going to be a viral. You clip. didn't know about this. I don't know. There, there is a Muslim Tinder called Minda. I've, I've not used it, but yeah, I believe, right, I believe, I believe there is. Yeah. I, but there's a, there's <laughs> I mean, a whole I bunch of them. Well. <laughs> 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 I believe it as well. It's easy. Slightly sank. A swipe right for each film. For I swipe right for each no, but you got to understand. Like in in, in, in Marcos, we like we, it's not typical to go to bars and clubs yeah, to like get women. So these apps and like social media and whatnot, that's like your access point to meet someone, and then you'll get a coffee, and then you'll tell your. I parents. suppose it's safer yeah, in a, you yeah. know in a way. But all of what I said prior to this, that's my default setting. Mm-hmm. So it's always been like, right, gotta yeah. make the mum proud, gotta get a good girl. And, like, you know, she's got to be respectable. Yeah. I found that when I was single, I found that men very rarely approach women. I think it's um, quite a daunting task yeah, for you guys. How and do I think that it's really days. hard. How? The I, football dick hunt doesn't work. We know that. Yeah. So how else would you do it? I mean, it's funny there. you met uh, your wife at, at, a gig. at a gig. I, uh, I flyered. My boyfriend and I, I was in Brighton. I had my for show. For a gig, not with your credentials. Uh, I'm no, really like, yeah, no, love jobs. I'm really friendly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. These are all the things I can do. Great hard. Um, no, I've run out of flies. You're literally the last guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, so I, was, I had my show in Brighton and I was no I was way. starting to fly her and then I saw him and I was like, I need to trap that dude. And then yeah. I went over and then I flyered him for my show and got him and all of his mates to buy tickets. And um, the next day, I walked out on stage, and all of his mates were there, and he wasn't. He didn't come. He did later, though. Didn't he? <laughs> I found that it was I'd have to approach men I think that um, a lot of women are quote unquote um, intimidating and I certainly am one of those women that's quite intimidating for men to approach and I think that if, uh, if I can give some advice to some men out there I think the worst thing she can do is say no and I personally the only thing I ever said was sorry I've got a boyfriend and, you know, I don't think there's many girls out there that are horrible enough to make a fool of you yeah, or to say anything right. horrible to you. Just, I just, yeah. So you're saying to any lads listening to this who might be a bit single and like a girl, politely signal your interest, go over to her and say, this yeah. is ridiculous, I like your face, can I take you out for a drink? And yeah, the world's just, not... Because that is very un-British. Happens in America, happens all over the world, happens mm. in India, happens in the Middle East. A man can go up to another, a, a, a woman in the street and go, I like you, and, it, and yeah. something happens or it doesn't. Whereas here, we have to be off our tits, drunk, yeah. before we dare I approach. I mean, there's a way of doing it. You know, you go up and compliment her. Don't go up there, just don't... Go up there and give us the load of bullshit. Just go yeah. up, say, look, this is really embarrassing for me, but I've seen you, you're really pretty. I'd really love to go out on a date with you. Would you that like to go out with work. me? That doesn't work. Well, I, I, I personally would appreciate that. <laughs> that doesn't work. I've tried it. <laughs> no, I think, I think, well, personally for me, looking back on my single days, I found that I would be stood in a bar and I would literally make eye contact with this guy so many times. And you want, as the girl, for the guy to be manly and come out over and, and, you know, I'd make eye contact, I'd make it very clear, I'd be waving, you know, get me tits in that his, night. In his back garden, I'm going to steal your washing. If you, you want some of this, boy? Um, <laughs> so I would make it obvious and they just still wouldn't 
you know, just do it. And I think, you know, the worst thing that can happen is that she says no or she says right. she's got a boyfriend. And we, are, we have not even got close to exhausting this, but we do have to take a little bit of a break. We are lucky here at Boys Don't Cry. We're doing so well, we've managed to get a sponsor. I'm absolutely buzzing. And the sponsor, not going to be very popular with today's panel, well, it is with me and Kelly, a razor. As we know... <laughs> Razors are meant to be for men, but girls love to ruin them with their legs and armpits and other unmentionable things. So we are absolutely buzzing to have Harry's sponsoring us. I'll tell you why I like them. They're an independent company. They wanted to make quality razors, so they did the factory themselves. It's a five-blade cartridge, which means you can take it apart and pretend to be Wolverine when it goes blunt. <laughs> so I did just sellotape it to the hands and say, you'll never defeat me. I've got a metal skeleton. They do uh, shave gels, travel blade covers, and you can order it online, and they're absolutely awesome razors. I haven't shaved today, but when I do, I'm honestly... Delivered I'm s- to your door. Delivered to your door. Sweet. It'll leave you smoother than an American man's compliment. So get started shaving today with Harry's by claiming your trial set for £3.95. Support our podcast. Get your trial set delivered to you, including a razor handle, five-blade cartridge thumb, foaming shave gel bruv, and travel blade cover. Go to harrys.com forward slash slash almost very appropriate here if you think about it, it's a razor, forward slash Russell Kane right now. That's harrys.com forward slash Russell Kane. Also... Listen to this. Hello, I'm James O'Brien. If you like this podcast, you'll probably like Unfiltered. It's a long-form interview show where I speak to some of the most interesting people from the worlds of entertainment, sport, media and politics. We've covered quite a lot of ground. Everyone from Lily Allen, Gary Lineker, Jamie Oliver and Paris Lees, right through to the king himself, Eric Cantona. And that one really is special. Unfiltered is available everywhere that you get your podcasts. Subscribe now to get all of the previous episodes and the new ones as and when they come out. Thank you very much, James. Okay, you're listening to Boys Don't Cry, the podcast where I force my male panel to squirm and talk about subjects I don't normally talk about. Why? Because there are so many blokes out there crying out to hear this. And it turns out so many girls who want to perv in on how the, the male mind works. We were talking about being single and we were just talking about confidence and Kelly was saying it's like, there's almost like a prejudice like girls can't make the first move but then it turns out most of the blokes around this table aren't confident making the first move are they? I feel like we can't deny our truth right so for me my phone yeah comes first right and then reality is secondary what do you, what on earth do you mean by that like everything is vesseled through the phone first right right like you you know on New Year's Eve whenever like the fireworks got what do people do they they have so that not they viewing it so from them but not many people like, would have the courage to admit what yeah, you've just it's said it's, it's true it's not like that bro i'm in control of my phone but it is like that it isn't is it? true like we're taking pictures of what we snapping things we know no one else gives a damn about but we think they do so i mean would you say all of your social media profiles are reflective of who you are as people or not or do you appropriate it or both yeah uh, i mean they, i take like a like a perverse pride in like i use the real names of my family real ages real yeah, things yeah. i sort of get off on it so and if i'm in a bad mood i probably will put that on insta but more, my problem is more the first thing you said i now find it hard to have an experience and if it's really really good it is popping into my head but is that, instagram is that bad, story but is that a bad thing well, I mean, we'll probably be laughed at in a hundred years, like Victorians who were scared of steam trains. But to me, it feels instinctively like, oh, we've lost it, we've lost the human interaction. But I'm sure we'll be laughed at as dust 
dusty old corpses. But yeah. to me, it feels like experience is going through a machine instead of directly to you, wouldn't you well, say, Tom? Tom? Tom doesn't have a smartphone, no, do you? No, I don't. You don't have a smartphone? No. Do you, have, wow. do you have a mobile at all? I've got a Sony Ericsson from 2010. Yes, mate, yeah. retro. I and, just, and, I don't like it. I don't like it. Also, I was addicted to Facebook temporarily, and I was like, this is a lie. This whole thing is just a myth. You're just addicted to a feeling. Get off the feeling and get it somewhere better. I didn't like who I was. I was checking to see if, how many likes my little jokes had got. I was becoming needy, and mm. I don't want to be needy. I'll throw something out there. I've had six counselling sessions for internet addiction. Yeah. Six. Because oh, yeah. it's affecting my life. This yeah. is why one of the effects on it. I, know, I haven't shared this publicly. In fact, I've, I don't think my mum even knows this. I was getting in from a gear, going back on the Sunday morning, all my family's arrived to a barbecue, and I'll, I'll go and get changed. I wasn't just going up there to get changed. I was going up there because I wanted to refresh my socials and have a few minutes on the phone. I'm like That is like someone going to the bathroom to do coke. I am mm-hmm. no longer mm-hmm. in control of yeah. how I'm using that machine. Well, they say that it, when you use the iPhone, uh, well, uh, any phone, the blue light and the the actual feeling of getting likes and stuff is the equivalent to it's your brain yeah. using mm-hmm. cocaine and they actually the, the brain looks exactly the same on cocaine as it does when it's using mobile phones and social media. I think it's very addictive. I'm addicted to it. There's many times when I'm working, I'm just writing a, a script at the moment and I'll be writing the script and I'll be mid-flow and I'll just look on Facebook and then I'll look, be looking on Facebook and then half an hour will go by that I've looked at nothing on Facebook and then I'll go, get off Facebook. And I literally say it to myself, get off Facebook. And then I'll get off Facebook, pick my phone up and get on Facebook. So I've come off of it on my laptop and I go mm. onto it on my phone and I've got them on this... Like autopilot It's almost. autopilot. And yeah. I just, yeah. you know, I put the phone down and I pick it straight back up again. And I, I think that, like you say, Ali, I think being aware of it and okay with it is fine, but I think, especially for men, as you know, this is the topic. Let's bring it back to how that affects yeah, your interaction. I think with for men, system. the image has changed. I think the representation of men has changed. I think that men are now really aware that if they go out on a night out, what they look like, whether they post it or not, one of their mates will post a photo of them or not. So um, is there a generation of men coming through that are... I'm trying to find it, think of a less offensive word than retarded. I think I'm actually using it correctly. Emotionally retarded because we're online. Like, we yeah, don't know how to speak think, to girls. Is that why you're sat on your dick hunt with no approaches? <laughs> because there's a bunch of... <laughs> Bruce is listening, not anymore. <laughs> there's a bunch of men who would rather you were sat next to them liking them on Tinder than buying you a drink in a bar. 100%. What, what I found, um, and uh, my friends that are still on it is that guys are very happy to speak to you on the app but will never secure a meeting because all it is is just sitting there, you've got an inbox full of women and they're all there and they're messaging you and they want to meet you and they're like, oh, will you meet me on Sunday? And then they're like, oh, no, I can't. And they'll always put it off. Dungeons and Dragons meeting. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And I think that actually what my theory is is that they can create, and this isn't just men, this is women as well, you can create a profile online that is so much better than your real life so you can create this you can chat with people you can talk to people but they are scared that if you meet them in real life you won't live up to what you've created yeah. for them yeah, you that's, know that's, and, the, that's the smoking gun of it yeah just um <clears throat> talking about this confidence thing because i don't think i think a lot of particularly girls will be interested to hear real male opinions about confident women in a pulling situation i know i'm not the norm just, you've only got to turn on Love Island to hear blokes saying over and again, oh, I like the chase, I don't like it. I, don't, I like a woman to be a bit difficult in the beginning. I do not 
understand that. There is nothing that I like more than a woman who knows her, her mind and is sexually confident. I, I said to Lindsay before I was playing her the first time we met, she went, you're just trying to get me to sleep with you. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I genuinely like a woman that knows what she wants. It's like, this is what I want. I do like sex. Sorry if you find that offensive. I always think a woman that's like, I just don't, you know, for me, it takes me weeks to be comfortable enough. I hope we're definitely not going to get on then. Because I'm fucking <laughs> hornier than a Viking's hat. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I do like a sexually confident woman. I don't think that's a controversial thing to say, but I can't find a girl, apart from Kelly, who just did it, who admits they want to be like that. And most blokes, if pushed, if they're honest, and this is what this is about today, would find that off-putting. Why, for Christ's sake? How far back in the What, the sexually confident woman? It was like, this is it. This, take me, Jaleem, you'd be a bit like, oh, hang on a second, you know, I need to do the pulling here. Yeah, it's because men still have old fantasies about what women should be. They still think that the woman should be sexually available but not sexually confident. Mm. There's like a line between the two. So they want the woman to be like, hey, yeah, yeah, but also not like slatty with it. I can't think yeah. There's a fine line. Yeah. It's like that so that it panders to the male identity which has been hammered home all these yeah. years and years and years. That you make the approach, that's a way of feeling manly. The woman pretends that she's not interested in sex. It's not like crude. She's no. open to his advances. She's not as experienced as him sexually and she'll go on the ride with him and he'll give her a good time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, trophy. I think it's all about earning your trophy and I think that, you know, no man wants to have some other bloke's second prize. He wants to chase it, earn it... And, oh, and possess God. it. You could be discussing like a, ne- a Neanderthal man hunting. But I think it always goes back to that, Russell. I think I think all of our actions and all of our we, it goes back to who we are. We, we've developed and we, we we understand more, and our brains have created more things for ourselves. But essentially, we are animals, and and I think that we we have our you know our but basic makeup. How does that sit with your like yeah traditionalism, man? Be the house house. Would you mix that up with? someone who's sexually confident and likes pulling a woman, it sort of sits a bit uneasily, doesn't it, with your your housewife manifesto? I don't think so, because I think that the the women in the traditional, if we're talking about, like, going back to the way we were created and stuff, I think the, the men went out, they gathered, they were stronger, they, you know... And the women stayed at home and raised the children. I think yeah, but they wouldn't have been out on the pool back in the day, would they? You see Victorian women going, leave your top hat, Bernard. You're not going to be needing that tonight. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, you've stumped me there, Russell. No, I, 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 I think, no, I think... Um, What's wrong with picking the best of both worlds, girl? I mean, the correct answer is, yeah, sodger. I do want to be a housewife. And yeah, also, I do want to cut on the well, pool. I also, men like that. Men want all those things. Excuses. They're not mutually yeah. excuse. I was just so, trying to be tricky. Yeah. I think that... A lot of men want the 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 mother the virgin, the slut, the, or, you know, all the yeah. things at the same time. Was it a, a, a freak in the sheep, a lady in the street, or is the other way around? A lady in the <laughs> street like with a freak in the, the garden sheep. as well, because gardening is important. <laughs> yeah. I always throw that in as a third one, because some people do have spacious properties. Yeah, and you've got... Are you, you've got is a garden, this all in your end, though? I don't no, know. No, 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 it was spacious a genuine... A well, I'm a, spacious I'm a slay in the bedroom and good in the kitchen, and also I will, like, raise a good daffodil. Yeah, the ones that you mucked on. What's wrong with that? Why can't there be a third 
set of skills in that analogy. My perfect man is a proper bloke and he would have been out and he would have been pulling birds, but now he's found me. Yeah. He's got me there, he's down the pub and I'll phone him up and I'll but babe, I've got Sunday roast ready. And he'd be all like, tell you what, when I get home, I'm yeah. going to slap that arse. Oh, and then you're going to keep because you're getting a scene too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, then get off the phone and be like, oh, it's old ball and chain. Right, but right. But that's gender roles. That's, that's relaxing. That'd be nice. Yeah. So, but will we ever progress past the point where, like this, just take it, I know like, people make fun of love on, I use it like a sociological and anthropological microcosm because it is... What are we here for if not to fall in love and mate and find happiness? It'd be nice if they're they forced, had... They're forced to do it. And I've heard over and over again, I like the chase. I'm not going to put it on a plate for him. I'm like, my God, is this really 20-year-old girls in our supposedly overly liberalised culture? But no, but it's not a very... I mean, I, I, I know Love Island is a great show and everything, but I don't think they have a very representative... Thing? That's what Lindsay, Lindsay used exactly the same language to me. I just I want to show you how I feel, but I didn't in case you think something bad of me. No, but I think it costs like a board of you if you were looking at it as sort of a social subject. Uh, you know, I think that social think? experiment. I think they could vary up the people in there. They I mean, could. they're all clones but, but of each other. But you think if you did a they? survey of British women and it was blind and it was secret answering, so you want most of them would answer nonsense. I feel empowered to make the first move and show men I'm sexually confident. Or would ninety percent of them say I wouldn't dare do it? There's too much stigma attached. You have to let the man do the chase, regardless whether they're in Love Island or not. Yeah, I mean, if you ask me, Russell, it's, it's, it's my opinion. I agree <laughs> yeah, with them. I should I be on Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> that's where this is but heading. I'm saying that not all women are like it. I don't know. I don't no, it's all so, very hard. Ali, Ali, what about you? Do you get like Bengali women? They're like, "This is what I want, bro. Sit down, <laughs> bro." <laughs> it, it, it depends. It, 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 it depends. asking. This is how that's sh- shine a light. No, but for me, it's like it depends what that's packaged with. Like, say someone's in a relationship with a woman who's sexually like excited, they're not going to complain. But no, I'm talking about before that. Yeah, but so but let's if, say, but if it's coupled with, so she's there, but she's also like. I don't know, a liar or... No, it's just... It's control just out opinion. all those variables. She's no, a nice they're, girl, they're, no, they're you look not... across the room, you like her, it's a cultural match. She's like, look, I know what I'm supposed to be. I'm not going to lie. I like you, I fancied you. Okay. I am sexually forward. All Let's right, go I and think, okay, okay, I think I'd like, I'd like <laughs> that information to be told <laughs> maybe on the second or third day. Not right, the first okay, day. Fine, fine, not right. the first day, because I don't know, it's just a bit too heavy. That's, that's the answer, that. then, so Thank you for it? being honest. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for that, being honest. That's my honest mm. And you thing. are, trust me, that has got nothing to do with Islam. That is 90, <laughs> that is 90% of yeah. men. Yeah. Trust me. The only difference yeah. is you've got the bollocks to admit it. I've been real yeah. today, isn't it? You're within the norm. It's totally right, uncontroversial right. what you said. I'm definitely not normal, to have, pardon the pun, laid that on Lindsay Day. Well, she thought I was playing her. She thought I was doing some feminist spiel to try and get her pants off. But I was genuinely saying, no, no, don't, don't bullshit. I need, I like to know your interest. I like to show it, so I want you to show it. One last thing, because we are running out of time, we have to talk about it. Not the most comfortable part of being single. One night stands. There's a gender divide on it. No doubt there's a religious and cultural divide on it. But what's everyone's experience, and if not experience, what's everyone's opinion of this experience, which I'm going to call meeting someone for the first time. Not someone you've known for a bit in the office who you have a, a shag with and then we never mention it again, although they are still one-night stands. I'm talking the true one-night stand. So you're out with your mates. You might not even be wearing the pants you want to be wearing, but it's on, <laughs> it's happening. Walk of shame the next morning. 
might be a couple of texts, but you never see them again. Have you ever done it, Tom? Yes. And if you did, what did it feel like? What's your opinion? Most of the time, rubbish. Some of the time, exciting, depending on how inexperienced or experienced I was at that age. When I was young, it was really exciting, but then really sad, because I would feel attached in some, Wait way, a minute. In some tragic way. Back up a second. Because people associate that with girls, what you've just said. What? So you, what, you'd attached. have the one-night stand... You'd have the one-night stand and go, I would like to take you to the Odeon on Wednesday, but I didn't mention it. <laughs> that yeah. was my version of the one-night stand. Yeah. You let that bitch, I'm a sexual animal, but there's something really good on at the Odeon if you want to see me again on Wednesday. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm a player. <laughs> yeah, if anyone showed me attention when I was young, or did if we were, like, doing sex stuff... I would feel very... Oh, Alan Partridge. <laughs> <laughs> so you, that's interesting, because not many men would admit that. Men, they, they like to sell the illusion of the one-night stand. But so you are... Because I have that. I call it love grenade as a disease. Girls mostly have it more. Love grenade is, you're all right so long as the pin is in, but once you pull the grenade pin out, I love you, that, and you try... But as a man... The pin. The pressure is to suppress that, because some women find that scary. It's like, come back to man, this, this isn't sex, this is fucking you're like, yeah, 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 but we've got the same hobbies. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's, it's but you're secretly, you can see the flat you're buying together in the yeah. degree cap. And if the sex is really good, then you want to see him again. I oh, know. If the sex is really good, then you don't want it to be a one-night stand. If the sex is shit, then you're like, oh, OK, this is a one-night stand. But if it's good, then there's chemistry. Is and there... if, you then, if they don't want to see you after you've had good sex, that hurts. Take religion, take everything out. Is it immoral in itself to meet someone in a nightclub have sex and then never see them again. Is there something intrinsically immoral about it or is that just our culture laying on top of... Why would it be immoral? I'm, yeah, I'm it, asking the questions, I don't know the answer. It <laughs> it's not immoral for two people to have consensual sex with each other. No, but I is mean, there something... Maybe immoral is the wrong word. Is there something slightly serial killer about it? Is there something amoral is the better word? I think they might be the same. It might have uh, an overlap with the serial killer, which is about numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There might be elements of this sort I'm of... Just, I, I don't think it. I, I personally think free love, you know, but I do, I do wonder to totally remove emotion from it. It's almost like a skill, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, to it's where a you, skill. If they sold emotional condoms, I would buy them. Like, say you could it. swallow it half an hour before sex and it wrapped around your heart, so, you know, no matter how much you like her, you're going to feel nothing. Like a coil. I mean, girls would buy the shit out of emotional condoms. That's <laughs> why I'm wearing my emotional condom, Gary. Go for it, walk out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't have sex with more... I can't have sex with two different people in the space of a week without really? feeling guilt. Don't come to my hot tub party then, bro. I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I, right. The girl That's I'm going out with, I'm sure she would have done that many times, and she's cool with it, and it's like she's intimidatingly liberal in a way that I don't recognise. I get sad, I get guilty, I feel attached. I feel guilt, I feel like these poor women... I don't think that many girls would think that's a typical male reaction, right? It's like, oh, yeah, I'm on old here, get me in the way. What's really? next? I've done, I've done 100 this week, Gary. My knob's fallen off, getting a new one grafted on. Yeah, we're, we're, I think the, the, whether they admit it or not. That's, I wonder, yeah, I'd love to know yeah. what the truth that is. Yeah. There's interesting research coming through at the moment. They're collecting what people search for on Google. So it's the first time... I've talked, talked about this before. There's a book, You Need to Dig It Out, Everybody Lies. So we and you can say whatever we like around this table but our Google search would tell a different story. Mm. So if you're genuinely searching for, I've got emotions after a one-night stand, they're starting to actually collect data on what people really, really mm. think about race, about love, about religion. And there is a massive gap between what people say in surveys and what they say to each other and what they privately shout into the... If you're not religious like me, it's like the modern-day confessional box, isn't it? The Google yeah. search bar. I think my religious framework 
yeah, it makes me feel guilty and sordid about having a one night stand. So I wouldn't, and I never have, purely on the basis of that. So I think my morals and principles do bleed out of religion. So uh, yeah, so it, it, like I'm all about long term. And what about stigma? In, in so would you say you were with three uh, three other with your mates, lads? Go lads! I can't, I can't lie. Had a little cheeky bit of the weekend. Would they be like, bro? I can do it myself. But well done. Or would they be like? Dude, what have you done? Man, uh, the opinions in my community are so compartmentalised and so different. It depends who you speak your to. Your crew. I'm talking about your crew. You're sat with your Even boys. my crew. Even my crew. Like, there's there's the super religious guy. There's mm. the super, like, he's not religious at all, but, like, in front of his parents, he has to feel like right, he right, is. Right, 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 right. Uh, and then there's the people who are, like, too religious for the non-religious crew and non-religious <laughs> and religious <laughs> crew. Crew, so like, crew you so got. Yeah, but, like, that, I can only speak about myself for me. Like, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. But I feel like every guy... Has, actually, I don't know. I, I know I do. I feel like I have my 3 a.m. mate. Say I need to get something off my chest and there's no other person I speak. I call him. Right. I'm like, mate, who's married now? You know you're married. Yeah, Selfish no. bastard. <laughs> Excess, mate. Selfish oh. bastard. Um, but yeah, he, he's, he's perhaps my, like, mouthpiece to, like, kind of guide me. Like, dude, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I don't know. Like, yeah, why don't we? Oh, you've been honest. That's true. That's true. I mean, I'll, I'll give you my pot. I, I um, serial monogamist, where that means you split up with one girl, and then the next weekend you're like, I'm going to shag everything that moves, have sex with one person, fall in love, and stay with them for three years. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> that why the, I, from the age of sixteen to the age of I think it must be thirty five, my total number of women matched my number of long term relationships. I had slept with the exact number of women I'd spent in long-term relationships. There wasn't any yeah. extra. I'd never had sex on a lad's holiday. I never had sex at university with anyone. I'd never had a one-night stand, not out of morals or religion, out yeah. of a love you love grenade disease. Yeah. I, rem- I remember from one girl who I was on the Saturday, I'd split up with. I was like, kill myself. What's the best way to kill yourself? Next Saturday, oh, my God, I love you now. Like, literally, I mean, unhealthy. Yeah. So my mum's got, like... A photo frame in in a conservatory, and it it's this fat with me with my arms around. This is the one, <laughs> girls, right? So what happened was I had another relationship. I went out with um, someone when I definitely wasn't ready. It was, and it was my shortest ever relationship, nine months, <gasps> and uh, it was so messy. I wasn't ready, so I broke their heart because oh, at least I was honest. I was like, look, I'm not ready for love. And my mum, my, of all people, cringe, sat me down and went, do not get into another lot, have one year doing whatever you like. She wasn't telling me to go and sleep with you. Go on, son, slam it up. But <laughs> she was basically saying, no, I love you for a year or you will never, ever. You're yeah. getting on now. You're 35. You're not going to meet any. All you're going to do is three-year relationships that go wrong because you're not breathing. So the comedy was taking off. Everything in my life was perfect. So I did what she said. I took the emotional condom. I'm like, I don't care if the goddess herself comes down and mates me. Yeah. I am, I'm going to do it. And I had an actual speech. Because obviously, obviously when you do what you do this for a living, it's, and you're a bloke, I don't know what it's like when you're a girl, it is easy to meet girls. It's too easy. So I'd actually say, look, this is where I am. This is where my head's in. I'm in a long-term relationship. I can offer you nothing While you're other than rumpy pumpy. Please, you can throw a drink in my face. You can tell me a sold off. If you're down with that, let's do it. A disappointing number of ladies were perfectly fine with that. And it got very quickly, definitely oversharing now, into a state where I wasn't very proud of, of myself. I went from never having had a one-night stand to some days having morning and evening 
sessions. And that, to me, is... I'm a control freak, as we've told you with my Facebook thing. I don't like being addicted to anything. So when I was like, the morning session is complete, who have I got my two o'clock? Ah, Annabelle's arriving, I look forward, I'm like, what are you doing? So I only lasted nine months on this tour of duty. And I said to myself, the next girl who I have feelings for, and it's, it's quite hard to meet girls over 25 when you do it, because I look a bit young for my age and all that, and I kept, the girls that were attracted to me were much younger, and I was like, next girl's 25 or older, and I feel something, it's going to be on a second date. And that was Lindsay, and now I've got kids. That's nice. But that, that, that well, I will admit, I went... You take a mother's blessing quite seriously, don't you? <laughs> I was like, mum, mum, if I must, trousers on the peg, not back on. And immediately, you know... Yeah, you know, I was getting slated for it because it was such a, a change of personality. It started to affect my career because I'm on stage being all authentic, my mum, my dad, my nan, and then all of a sudden I've got spiky hair, eyeliner, I'm sleeping with people, and people are like, are you actually an authentic person? And that was that done. That's probably my biggest speech is started doing this. Good. So, I think that's good that you did that. I think that I think that I personally think that you have to go through whatever journey you do, but I think that almost getting out of your system that when you meet the right person it it really sits with you and you go, Yeah, okay, I've got that out of my system. I personally my own opinion on one night stands is like exactly what Tom said. If two consensual adults want to have sex with each other, I think the only thing that needs to always be there is respect for each other not like well like a fist bump after the shag you mean yeah like (laughs) but almost like that almost being all like yeah sweet have a nice eye but like not like um getting up in the middle of the night and then waking up and you're not there or or, you know you see in the movies and things like that i think that it's about mutual respect between two adults that were a bit horny at the time so (laughs) kelly i'm gonna push you i know you're not gonna get away with it so tell me to sod off but what is your experience of this phenomenon the one night stand were you willing to speak about it is it something you've done oh yeah i mean mean, it's it's bad (laughs) it's bad that it feels different for you to speak about i mean that says everything right there it does feel different for a woman to speak about but what i mean that says something in itself doesn't it because we're 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 precious, gentle little oh, beings. Flowers. And, Be careful! And don't then, strain yourself yeah. answering, sweet Kelly. I I, I just <laughs> I hope no one else can hear this, Russell. It's just between oh, you and I. The delicate flower has faded. You won't be able to see it on the podcast, but a pallor has come over her. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, women have as much interest in sex as, oh, as men God do. God for that. Just if there are any seventeen-year-olds listening, just say that again, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I will say is that I think that women do. I mean, not all women, but I think in, certainly in my case, uh, become more sexually, you know aware and, 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 and confident in themselves much later in life. I think that when I was in my early 20s and stuff, it, I certainly wouldn't be interested in, in sleeping about. <laughs> Women privately, between themselves, are filthy. They Love talk it. about things really openly, but in the outside world and in ter- general, the general discourse is that we don't. Uh, oh. But I'm telling you now, girls, they're freaky, yeah? Lads, if you're listening to that and you're single, just hold that in your mind during your <laughs> evening when <laughs> freaky. <laughs> Well, that's all we've got time for. Uh, thank you very much for joining me on Boys Don't Cry. Kelly Convey, Tom Ward and Ali Official. Am I pronouncing your surname right? Official. Oh, yeah, that was very good. Lovely. Uh, don't forget you can download all the previous weeks of Boys Don't Cry from your usual podcast provider. If you liked it, please give us a review. If not, I do have a personal message. Fuck off. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Russell Kane. Goodbye. <laughs>